I'm often asked how I get so much done without reaching the point of overwhelm. And that's what I want to talk to you about today in the latest episode of Frazzled. So thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Kelly and I am a recovering, overworking perfectionist who has all of my life been an overachiever, high performer. Uh, I burned out twice, not just once, but twice. And I now look back on it and think that I burned out so that you don't have to. All that said, I'm still a very driven and passionate person. I still love with a passion the work that I do. Work is an extremely important part of my life. Helping people is an extremely important part of my life. Everything I do is extremely important to me. But I've learned ways to be able to focus on getting stuff done without reaching overwhelm, keeping my stress levels manageable, and ultimately not getting to the point of burnout again. And my second, my first burnout was 10 years ago now. So we're recording this April. I cannot believe we're in April. But April 2023, the physical signs of burnout for the very first time took hold of me in January 2013. So that was 10 years ago. My second burnout really, really took hold of me in 2015. So eight years. And I know, eight years later, I know that I will never, ever get to the point of burnout again. I know how to identify the signs. I know how I need to be living. I know how I need to be living. I know every single inch, really, of everything that I need to do to stop me getting to that point again. And I am aware that I want to keep adding more value and putting more out there into the world. My work really is important to me. The people I work with really are important to me. And I think this is something that many people that reach burnout are really worried about because we're so passionate about what we do, because we love our work so much, because we are typically overworking, overachieving, high performers. When we've been to the point of burnout, the inner drive in us is we still want to keep going. We still want to be adding value. We still want to be making a difference. We still want to be working to a really high level. We still want to be putting great stuff out there. But there's this niggle that says, oh, you, can't, you can't do that because you'll burn out again. You can't do that because you'll burn out again. And the more that we hear our inner voice saying to us, I can't do that because I'm going to burn out again. I can't do that because I'm going to burn out again. The more we step back, from what it is that we're doing. But for those of us that feel that way, for those of us that are that passionate, for those of us that are genuinely committed to wanting to make a difference and adding value, doing not a lot and pulling back from things can have a negative impact on us. Because we don't get the same level of drive, we don't get the same level of excitement. And so creating that balance is really important. How do we give everything that we want to give 
and deliver everything that we want to deliver, do all of the stuff that lights us up and makes us feel good in a way that doesn't then suck the light life out of us, cause us to feel overwhelmed, increase our stress levels and ultimately get us to the point of burnout. And there are therefore a couple of things that I would I want to introduce you to today and talk to you about how I am able to keep that focus and keep that drive and keep that determination without feeling overwhelmed and and just like I'm overworking too much at the end. So the first is that in, uh, where was I, 2008, I was, I, I spent a lot of my, most of my career actually as an HR director uh, working within organisations. And in 2008, I scrapped annual performance reviews, annual performance appraisals, completely scrapped them. What we did do though, was ensure that everybody was having core, um, monthly meetings with their managers coaching conversations, reviewing everything that we needed to review. And then at the end of every quarter, there was a more detailed conversation, a more detailed review that would look at some of the other details. So we would set, we started to set quarterly goals that could then be broken down into monthly goals, weekly goals and daily goals. And every quarter we were then reviewing where people were with their goals, what learning they needed to to take place, everything that needed to be in place for them to be happy and healthy within their roles. There was quite a lot of apprehension from managers at the beginning of that process because for a lot of managers, they were already struggling to do the annual reviews, even though they were taking place at exactly the same time every year. Managers would say that they did not have the time in order to be able to to have those meetings and and have those conversations. So they were apprehensive. However, what we realised very, very quickly was by doing these, these, having these monthly meetings and these monthly conversations, everybody was becoming more open and communicative with, with one another. Issues were being dealt with much more quickly and performance had started to increase. But also with setting these quarterly goals rather than annual goals, what we realised was that we were getting more done as an organisation. People were becoming more productive. People were more driven. People were more passionate. People were able to learn on the spot a bit more. People were able to do all of these amazing stuff that they genuinely, genuinely wanted to do. And as those things started to happen, not only did our employee engagement start to increase, but so too did our customer engagement and our customer satisfaction scores. And so we began to see this direct correlation between being more productive and being more effective from having having these more regular conversations and these quarterly goals. But it was having a knock-on impact on our customers. It was having a knock-on impact on our finances. Every single performance level that we had was increasing by having more regular conversations, by looking at learning needs and goals more effectively. And as a result of that, I, I stuck to having quarterly goals. Now, I was only introduced to it earlier this year, but there is um, a book. I've just had an email from them, actually. So let me just quickly open that up and I can tell you exactly what it is that they're called. If you want to, if you want to have a go at it, it's nothing um, 
Oh, what if I just deleted it? I might have just deleted it before I started recording this podcast. But I think it's called, I'm sure it is the 12-week year. Let me just quickly see if we can find that. I'm sure it is the 12-week tw- yeah, year. So it's a book based on this same con- concept, really, that I've just been talking about. So it's, but rather than setting quarterly goals, so what I started to do back in 2008 was if we were talking about quarterly goals. So you would then have four quarters of goals throughout the year. The 12-week yearbook that I've been introduced to this year takes a very, very different spin on it. It says rather than having these quarterly goals, actually you treat every quarter as though it were a year. So every quarter is a year and you ensure that you put in there your daily goals, your monthly goals, but in effect kind of a day becomes a week and a week becomes a month and the three months become the year. And then so what they do at the end of the 12 week year is they take a couple of weeks off because that's what we do at the end of every year. They set different goals, but they treat every quarter as though it were a year. I want to dig into that a little bit more before I kind of go into into too much and make to make too many changes in, in my own life. But actually, that for me was was a really interesting concept. What I have kept in with these quarterly goals is that I currently take off one week in every six. I also still only work a full day week. I've ensured that I've I've carried that through since 2019 when I implemented that in, in my previous business. And I ensure that I take regular breaks throughout every single day. Are there times where I do late days and late nights? Absolutely, yes. Are there times where I'm working on my day off? Absolutely, yes. Are there times that I'm working at a weekend? Yes. But I manage my energy more effectively throughout every single week to ensure that I am able to achieve my quarterly goals every single quarter. And that sixth week that I took off, every sixth week that I that I took off, was again as a review of recognising what used to work for me. Now, my sons are now, my sons will be 23 this year. But when they had started school, I recognised that I was pretty much taking off as many of their school holidays as I could do to spend time with them. And typically their school holidays were happening every six weeks. And when I started my own business, my my first company, my sons at the time were 13. But I recognised very quickly, I burnt out two years into starting my, or year, 18 months into starting my, my first business, I wasn't then taking any time off. Because I was working from home and I could work around varying different things and I could pick and choose my clients, I would do some work during that week and spend some time with them. I wasn't taking as many holidays. Anybody that started their own business will know that you don't tend to take a lot of holidays because if you're not working, you're not being paid. And whilst you're trying to build up your business, the last thing you want to be doing is taking lots of regular time off. But I ensured that I made the changes in my business and in my work to allow me those those times off. And now the very first thing that goes into my diary are my days off and my breaks. So I want to invite you to consider 
what could be different for you if you planned your time differently? If you considered every quarter as a 12-week year and maybe took two weeks off at the end of every quarter, at the end of every 12-week year, if you took a couple of weeks off then, once you'd celebrated and you were assessing your, your year, having achieved your goals for that year, the 12-week year, what could be different for you? What could be different for your energy? What could be different for your time? How might you be more productive? If you were to focus on quarterly goals rather than annual goals for the year, what could be different for you? If you were to quite literally sit and assess at the end of every quarter what you had done, what you had achieved, what you had gotten done, what you had learned, how you feel, rather than just allowing yourself to move from month to month and quarter to quarter and year to year without any real understanding of where you're at, where you've been, where you want to go. And I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us, you know, for many of us, this is really why resolutions don't work for us. We finish the year thinking, oh, yeah, like next year will be different. And we think it, but we're not active participants in creating that change for ourselves. And so without being the active participants, we just move from day to day to week to week to month to month. And we may start a new year with aspirations or intentions or promises to ourselves of what it is that we're going to do but the reason so many of us don't do that is because we don't actively create the change whereas if you're used to this 12-week year that I I just mentioned or you're used to quarterly goals and you're used to doing that review process that can really help you at the end of every week I do a review That is literally, what have I done? What have I... Sorry, I lost my thought there completely. My three... My my end of week review, I heard a noise in the background that just... uh, So sorry. And as we say, this is unedited and uncut. So we've got to pause. We'll, We'll deal with it. But at the end of every week, I will consider what I've done or what I've achieved what I've learned, how I feel and what I need. So what have I done or achieved? What have I learned? How do I feel and what do I need going forward? I do that every single week. At the end of every month, I will do a review. How do I feel about this month? What's gone well? What hasn't gone so well? What would I like to change for next month? What do I need to be more aware of for the the coming month? What's worked well? What hasn't? How do I feel? What do I want to change? What do I want to shift? And I then do the same every quarter. And I do this, I do a big kind of, I suppose, annual review, if you like, but I do one around my birthday. So every September, and then again, at the end of every new calendar year. But my quarters now kind of fit. So end of March fits in with my financial year. September fits in with my birthday, Christmas sets in with a new calendar year. So really, I've just added in an additional review in the June. But there's that saying, isn't there? What gets measured gets done. 
And for so many of us, we're not measuring anything. We're not reviewing anything. We're not making changes. We're being a passive participant in our life rather than an active participant in our life. We're not doing what we need to do to create the changes for us. And we continue to stay in this cycle of moving from overwhelm to exhaustion, to guilt, to shame, to stress, to burnout. I hear from and speak to so many people that are in this constant burnout cycle. They could literally temperature check and tell you when the next time it's coming because this is the sequence that they have been in for so long. But they're not active, they're not being active participants in their life to change anything. Even the language, I'm stuck in a burnout cycle. There's nothing active about that. It's all very passive. So we need to be able to, we need to start making these changes for ourselves. So if you were to potentially take off one week every six, what could be different for you? If you were to set quarterly goals, what could be different for you? If you were to look at life in a very different way and plan for 12 week years, what could be different for you? If you were to actively schedule in your break time and your downtime in your diary before you allowed anything else to fill it for you, what could be different for you? If you considered every week the support that you needed for the following week or the skills that you needed for the following week, what could be different for you? How could you be more active in the productivity of your life that could help you to create less stress, less guilt, less overwhelm, less burnout? How could you break this burnout cycle? How could you be more in control of your life, your actions and everything that, that, you, that you produce? I, I probably don't spend any more time on achieving my goals than you spend on things in your life. Again, I don't have any additional time for you. And actually, if we look at what I've just said, I'm probably working a lot less hours than you are. I'm probably working half of the hours that you're working. And yet I get more done because I, I, I focus more on those goals and I ensure that there is time in my, in my diary every day and every week and every month that will contribute to helping me achieve my goals. And so many of us miss that, particularly if you are still in an annual planning cycle. I would bet money on the fact that you set these goals to say, this is what I'm going to do for the year. But unless you keep, unless you, again, like what gets measured gets done, unless you're actively paying attention to those, you've got no idea what you said you were going to achieve for the year. And if you're never taking any action, you're never moving forward with those goals. Again, as I said, I, I started, well, I spent most of my career, all of my in-house career, working within HR and the amount of managers that would contact my team when it came to the annual performance review stage to say, can I have copies of the annual appraisals? Because I don't even know what this person and I talked about last year. I mean, that's not a productive way of managing, is it? But also the amount of individuals that used to contact our team to say, could I have a copy of last year's appraisal, please? Because I can't remember what my goals were. 
If you cannot remember what your goals were for your annual appraisal, I will bet money on the fact that you have not achieved them all. But I also think we need to be mindful of the fact that so much is changing in business at the moment that annual goals are, we could argue, are are just not that relevant at the moment. That's not to say that they're not always, but potentially at the moment, because so much is changing at such a fast pace around us. But we can be setting and could be setting quarterly goals to say this is this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be doing. So if you really want to be stopping some of this overwhelm, if you want to be making a difference for yourself, if you want to be contributing more and adding more value and you want to be feeling like you're getting stuff done, and you're actually creating the time for all of the stuff that you love again, you want to I don't know, achieve that big goal that, that you want to set, then things you need, you need to be more active in making that happen. So consider that how you are setting your goals, whether you've got time in your diary for achieving them, what you're doing about your rest breaks and your downtime, and what you are doing to ensure that you create all of the outcomes that you want to create yourself, but in doing it in a way that doesn't make you feel more overwhelmed and certainly does not move you closer to burnout. I hope that's been useful for today. If you've got any questions about that, feel free to get in touch with me. Best place is over on LinkedIn. Uh, You'll find me over there, Kelly Swingler. And again, if you want more hints and tips, there's lots and lots of resources over on my website, kellyswingler.com. Resources, free tools to help you regain control of your busy life and create the time, space and energy for the things that matter. I'm Kelly Swingler. It's been a pleasure talking to you again today. I will be back with you next Tuesday for another episode of Frazzled. Have a great week and I'll see you again soon. Take care for now. Bye bye.